Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to The Ruck. This is a very special edition of the Times and Sometimes Rugby podcast. I am delighted to say that I'm here with Rob Horn. Delighted is a peculiar word to use here uh, because we are here in, in uh, adverse, peculiar circumstances. Uh, this podcast is being uh, recorded in the away dressing room at Twickenham Stadium. Rob Horn uh, is an Australian rugby uh, international. How many caps, how many Wallaby caps, Rob? Uh, 34 odd, I think. And one of the very last of those uh, would have been here when uh, the Australia team knocked England out of the World Cup. Yeah, can I talk about that? (laughs) I'm sure very happy memories for you there. (laughs) We are doing this in uh, the away change room, so I I feel pretty comfortable in here. Yeah, know the surrounds. Happy days. I'm sure everyone would be delighted to hear that. So so we're we're back here again today on um, uh, vastly different circumstances. The um, uh, regular Premiership uh, League fixture for this weekend, uh, Northampton Saints versus Leicester, uh, would normally be being held at Franklin's Gardens. It's been moved to Twickenham this weekend for the game that's going to be played in your name, hopefully to try and raise some money to help you and your family because your living from rugby was taken away from you in the flash of nothing on the 14th of April towards the end of last season. Can we just start by sort of going back there and retreading that painful, awful moment to explain to uh, listeners what exactly uh, happened to you? Yeah, if you'd, uh, if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't like, but, but <laughs> no, I think people have to understand yeah. what happened because it was awful and it was his part of rugby. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's not, uh, it's not a rugby injury, you know, it's a, it's a life-changing injury. So it's, yeah, so what happened, you know, a pretty regular tackle and um, unfortunately through a, you know, combination of things um i've uh suffered a brachial plexus injury um meaning i've detached the nerves that um from my spinal cord that allow my my arm to function um you know hand uh, fingers to function so yeah it's uh it's resulted in paralysis of my right arm uh so it's a yeah it's i wouldn't say it's a a rugby injury so probably more a life-changing injury Sure, sure. Because it's uh, in rugby union, I don't think there are any other examples of this that we know of. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been in, it's, it's funny, I've been in, a uh, few people have uh, been in contact with me, the amateur players that have suffered this injury. And um, I know that rugby league player in Australia, he's, uh, he's suffered this a few years back and, and also a, um, an under-20s rugby league player also suffered uh, this, this injury. But I mean, all, all of these... Um, types of injuries are 
they're all unique in themselves and intricate and, and have their own subtleties. So that none, none are exactly the same and, and everyone, I suppose, has a different different journey. And so, so that day, 14th of April, was it your first day as captain for Saints? Uh, you, it was, yeah. So you joined Saints last season. It was your first, it was your first season. You were captaining that day, away game at Welford Road. And this incident happened early on in the game, didn't it? Right at the beginning. Was yeah. It, was it your first... Your first uh, game action uh yeah so it's um i mean this this game uh, northampton leicester holds a unique um you know place in place in in my rugby memories in the fact that i uh, made my debut for uh northampton at franklin's gardens in the derby against leicester uh and so you picked up pretty quickly what that derby was all about. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was, couldn't ask for a better introduction to what, um, to what it meant to Northampton supporters and, and players and past players. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, that's a real special memory for me running out there at, at the gardens and, um, to play against Tigers in that, in my first game, um, uh, for the club. And, um, and then, you know, to come full circle, ultimately it was my, my last game away up the road at Welford, at Welford Road. And um, so, yeah, it holds a unique um, place in my rugby memories. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that uh, the game is, you know, here at Twickenham, which is, uh, you, know, you know, one of the great venues, you know, an iconic venue in world rugby, it's testament to, to the size that this derby is and to the esteem that the derby's held in. Can we go back to, to the day, the incident, if you like? I know you said that you haven't watched it. You won't bring yourself to watch it. And that's probably a sensible thing to do. <laughs> yeah. But it was right at the start of the game. You put a tackle in on the big Leicester number eight, Calamaphoni. The pictures then showed you on the, on the, the ground. And you thought you'd just dislocated your shoulder, correct? Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a big collision, and um, I. Yeah, it was. I felt like um, I was, you know, jolted, and um, and then it took me took me a period of time, and with the medical support staff around me, and then I was sort of just saying, I think I've dislocated my shoulder here. You know, I, I need to get that back in, and um, but then in. In time, I suppose, was um, you know the uh, the care that and um, medical uh, staff that were immediate immediately there um, provided you know outstanding response and so and what were you finding? Because was your right leg not working at? Yeah, that time? so yeah, my, my whole right side of my body had been jolted and yeah, I couldn't I couldn't move my my right leg and then I got that moving just through um, sort of you know, just sheer belligerence, just kicking it, kicking it, and got it moving and. Um, yeah, and then I just sort of I thought that I couldn't move my right my right arm, and I just felt like it's probably dislocated, and um, I'd need that to get put back in. And I was just I felt like that was just one of those things, and a little bit embarrassed too, you know. I'm, I'm le- leading my team out um, in uh, in an important game, and off the kickoff, I'm, I'm you know out of the game, and that's sort of where I was at. Uh, but then it wasn't until I, I got to got to the hospital and the the specialist, um, I suppose it wasn't what they were saying, but more their body language and demeanour towards me um, maybe uh, lent that something more serious had happened. So you went through a pretty torrid few days at, at that time. How long was it until you had that awful moment, I guess, when a surgeon is sitting down explaining to you, 
actually it's not dislocated and you're never going to get any use of your arm again uh yeah it was a few days it was um so there's a lot of uncertainty there was um the scan the assessments and scans and everything it was they're all pretty inconclusive and um there was no definitive answers so once i got down to um the specialist down in london and um yeah they were pretty optimistic as well and oh, really? um but then uh, i had i had a, an operation just to have a look and when they opened up and had a look it was it was pretty clear cut and <laughs> it was cut and dry that that's um that i'd that i'd uh yeah in fact attached all five nerves and that's um in this case is the sort of the worst scenario so in saying that hearing the hearing the worst news um off the bat means that uh you know i had i i had time to to process um straight away you know there wasn't any any false hope or anything like that but there was um i've i've probably i've um i've adopted a, an approach of sort of um positive realism so you'd be real about it um, but you certainly keep a, a positive outlook as well I hate to pick it, pick over it, but I just trying to um, come to term, trying to understand how what it was like for you to come to terms with that. I mean, how did you tell your teammates? Did you go back and tell them, or did you get the message back to them? Or yeah, well, I because mean, because your wait, you, your life was changed, you, you, and from the, this tiny world of rugby, your rugby career was over. Yeah, um, so I mean, a lot of my a lot of the guys came to visit me uh, in um, you know in the hospital in Leicester, and then down in. And down in London, so that I sort of always had always had someone there from um, from my teammates, and someone was always stopping by, and um, you know that was a great lift. Um, so at that you know really initial difficult period of time where there's a lot of uncertainty, um, so yeah, I suppose a real real uncertain time. But with um, the it wasn't until we we got the uh, definitive results and outcome that um that we sort of we got word back to to the boys and then to the club to um release a statement just to um let the wider rugby community know what's actually happened because i suppose it was pretty quiet for a while there and no one really knew and it's because we didn't really know um and then once we once we were comfortable with what um what had happened then we uh, sort of let it out so you've had the the, the five plus months since then trying to work out where you, what what next how you live with as you say you, you're learning to live with paralysis how you live with that way what you're going to do next uh, and I think you're still suffering the pain from it uh yeah so yeah what's involved with um, this type of nerve injury you know there's uh, there's a paralysis but also the chronic pain and that's something that um it's you know, you build your capacity and you, um, it's amazing that what um, the human body and especially the brain um, can do. And Pain is still effectively there. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's there. But it's um, the way the human body can, can cope uh, increases and the capacity to deal with it and to, um, and to still get on with life and achieve the things you want to achieve um, is still there. So it's pretty remarkable that... Uh, the insight you get through something um, as significant as this can do. What about just the the minutiae of only having one hand, one arm? What are the little things that 
that get on your nerves like like doing up your your shirt buttons or, or or trying to make a cup of tea or i mean just you know we have to drill right down you know things <laughs> yeah. are very very different for you yeah i mean i haven't changed nappy in five months so that's a win <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how, how many little ones are there <laughs> um, i've got two our toddler's almost three and then uh, and then a one-year-old so but uh i mean you just become at, at first everything's pretty slow but then uh, you just become more efficient the more you do it um, the better you are at it so and that's been my approach I mean maybe this is just a stupid question I don't know but because you're because you're an athlete and because we, uh, we love sports it's actually a cliche but I was wondering you know what next you know would you want to be using your left arm to try and play other sports for fun etc and what, what's your position on that at the moment yeah I think I'll be a pretty ordinary left-handed um, golfer and <laughs> tennis player and I was, I was um playing around with my daughter the other day playing um pretend table tennis and um yeah even my pretend table tennis left hand was pretty ordinary so um no I'll, I'll certainly um throw my throw my hand so to speak at at everything are you able to feel athletic go go for a run and i go to the gym i'm not sure where, where you are in in that part of your recovery yet uh yeah i've uh being a recently retired athlete i'm having been uh been in gyms and and running around fields for every day for 10 plus years it's um hasn't been a top of my priority list <laughs> fair enough um but uh <laughs> i have um i have gone for for a couple of runs and um but uh yeah quickly realized that hang on i've been doing this a long time just i might to have a rest you've been based back in your hometown sydney for two three months now uh two months i think yeah I suppose I'm looking for a happy answers here because we all want to know that there's a happy ending, but that's far too cute to be true, I suppose. But, no, of but course there's a happy ending. There's always a happy ending. I think you, how you approach life is there's no ending. It's just it's your life's life and everyone goes through um, different things and it's um, you know, pending on your context. It's your... Um, that's your challenge and this is my challenge and it's you know yes it's difficult and yes it's not something that I plan for but um, I'm I'm determined to to live the life that I was going to live and um, if not greater well that's fantastic here good for you do do you know what what that might mean I mean do you have uh, ambitions of within sport business uh, any other any other sort of walk of life I'm still, I suppose, finding my feet a bit and um, and working out uh, in the initial stages what I'm doing in, in my next chapter. But um, I've got uh, got a little bit of study to finish off, and um, once that's done, and um, I've got you know, going through interview process and stuff like that. That's all. It's all a bit different. That's a different world to hmm. to rugby. I can tell you that because you in the rugby world, your CV's out there on a Saturday, but. Um, not uh, having to sell yourself one-on-ones a bit different. Well, good luck on that. I just am wondering, uh, back in Sydney, uh, you can't, you're not playing rugby, but you're still part of the rugby family. I, I get that that strong impression. Uh, if you've been watching the Wallabies play recently, for instance, you know, do, does, does that do you feel part of that as well? Yeah, as you know, when you're a former player, you're you're part of that fraternity, and um, you still follow, uh, you know, that you still follow the teams, you still follow your mates, and you know, I've got a lot of close mates playing, and you just 
really just want to see them go well. And I know that, uh, you know, the for the Wallabies, for instance, they're they're in Argentina at the moment, so it's um you know they've got a they've got a big test match uh, this this weekend. So it's um you know it's it's such a tight knit community, and everyone um, everyone sort of follows everyone else because you know we love the game and um, everything that comes with it. I, th- I think you've already told us the answer, but you don't feel sore. You clearly you don't sound sore. You don't you don't feel sore about what happened to you, as in. Rugby's a pretty tough game, and and you're very unlucky. But you don't feel sore about the the fact that your the sport that you love did this to you. Yeah, no, it's um, you know, it's a it's a contact sport, it's a collision sport, and that's the I loved that part of the game. I thrived with that part of the game. That was what um, that was what I really enjoyed, and that was something that. Um, I yeah I drew me to from a very young age. I love the I love the contact and you know I was probably a bit undersized for you know how I played the game. But that's you know you, you play to your to your strengths and um, you know your your gifts. You know if you're a big if you're a big man, that's your thing. If you're a little guy, you're a little guy, and that's the beauty of our game that you can it provides different shapes and sizes or different things. But I. I no way feel any bitterness at all towards the game because it's given me so much. It's given me so many life experiences and so many great memories. And, you know, the the person I am today is, is shaped by the game because, you know, I, I came in as a, you know, impressionable 18-year-old, played my first game, professional game at 18. And, um, you know, I learnt, I learnt uh, you know, not only how to play the game, but, um, you know, a lot of life's traits from um, from the men I played with. When you look back, are there great days? What are the highlights that sort of jump out at you? Yeah, it's funny that um, I'm now a, a retired player, so I, I get to look back because when you're playing, you don't look back. You you just play, and you can't um, you can't uh, sort of you, you can't afford to look back. You've mm. got to look forward. So um, yeah, there's plenty there's plenty of great memories. Um, winning um, winning Super Rugby um, with New South Wales was an incredible ride. It was a great journey. Um, the even though we didn't um, didn't get the result we're after in 2015 World Cup, um, just that journey that um, that was that was pretty special. And you know, so playing two World Cups, um, you know, in a Lion series, uh, playing 100 plus times for New South Wales, um, and then you know, obviously debuting for Australia is special and. Um, and then uh, my time at Northampton is a very special time in my, my career, and I'm really proud of um, you know playing for Northampton and um, you know that debut for in that derby game is a, is a very fond memory. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rising sea levels, extreme weather patterns, extinctions of species. Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the Environment Editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times, in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative. In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions, 
These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs, and citizens are committed to a common goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. At what point did you, did you get a call from Mark Darwin, the, um, the Northampton Saints Chief Executive, saying we're thinking of moving our derby game with Leicester to, to Twickenham when, when did this sort of uh, reach you um, so I think uh, them knowing my what I'm like uh, they were pretty tactful about it um, what, what do you mean by that yeah there was no way that I was um, you know gonna gonna go ahead with it no there was no chance that I'd want to um, that I'd want to to do that because I'm not um, I suppose having not been exposed much to the you know, testimonial type thing is it's pretty foreign to um to me being from australia and the southern hemisphere it's not something that's done um, are you suggesting you sort of don't like the idea of lots of people making a fuss over you or is that it or uh? <laughs> yeah i mean there's a bit of that um but uh yeah just um just it's a real yeah foreign foreign um concept and but it's i mean the fact uh that you have to when you learn more about it and which I've had more exposure to it over here that, you know, you have to be awarded this game. You have to, you know, um, if you've spent 10 years at a club, it's reward for you. And it's, um, it's a testament to, to your loyalty to a club. And, um, the fact that I've, um, had my name, you know, alongside what is a, a huge game in the calendar for the club, regardless. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really humbling. And, um, for me, it's it's I sort of see it more as uh, you know the biggest game of the year for Northampton supporters and Northampton community being on the biggest stage. And, and so, so did you kick up a fuss? Did you did you, did you put up a, an argument saying you can't do this for me? Or oh, there was no I don't kick up a fuss, but I was, <laughs> I was, I was it took um, it took a little bit of uh, coercing, and um, but in the end, I I, I totally um, I totally appreciate and totally. Um, understand and get the um the to be able for the fans to the for the supporters to be able to come out and um and show appreciation and and to um yeah and to be part of something bigger brilliant brilliant and so uh we're talking about the game on saturday three o'clock kickoff twickenham northampton saints against leicester so you so you flew in for the game uh this morning talking Tuesday morning now and your wife's arriving back end of the way I think Friday uh, we're just still working it out with the with the two kids we've done that we've done that journey a couple times and the long haul 24 hours pretty brutal so it's touch and go at the moment we'll see and then uh, and so the big game on Saturday have you have you worked out where you're going to sit are you, you going to sit where Eddie Jones and Michael Checker would normally sit or <laughs> yeah. Royal Box I might, or? yeah I might break a window can we do that <laughs> but what what do you think that'll be like for you I mean a, 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 a weirdly emotional occasion I would have thought until the until the day I won't know really I won't know what I'll feel but um, I, I am looking forward to watching um, watching my you know, my teammates and um, you know my club go out there and and go out and play well. You um, so you arrived for uh, as I say, you arrived from Australia this morning. You haven't a chance to go back up to Northampton yet. Will you? Will you get that opportunity between now and then? Yeah, yeah. I'll head up there during the week and um, yeah, catch up with everyone and certainly have a few coffees. I think fight the jet lag. You think your old teammates are are, are on the way up? 
Yeah, I'm I'm certainly uh, encouraged by what I've seen, and I think you can. Have, have you been watching? I mean, do you get if you had a chance to watch much? Yeah, I've kept tabs, and you can certainly see a um, you know a, a different uh, different style and structure that they're putting in place, and that's going to take time. And um, but the thing is, they they've got the they've got the the players, they've got the the ability to do that, and um, you know and big stages you know bring out the best in in the best players so um i'm looking forward to uh to the team playing well on saturday so uh it would be easy to suggest that leicester aren't having too good a run at the moment and and, and therefore this game is is in northampton's pocket but uh, as you say you played in uh you played in these derbies and, and they're not quite simple like that are they no it's uh you know derbies are different they're they're a different, um, have a different feel. They've got a different uh, build-up. It's um, it means a lot to everyone around and in the community. And um, you know, having having experience, you know, like I said previously, the my unique experience in that I debuted in a in this uh, in a derby at Franklin's Gardens, and then you know, my ultimately my last game was in um, in the derby at, at Welford Road, and. Um, you know the the passion and the true true passion that the supporters and communities feel for this game and and the players and past players it means it means a lot did it would it compare to other games between Australian super rugby teams or or other derby fixtures that you played in would it has that sort of a feel does it yeah so th- I mean throughout my career I love I love derbies because they are a different type of game I, I, I loved playing in um, in derbies for for New South Wales in Super Rugby against Queensland and against the Brumbies and um, yeah and that's why I was um, yeah I was pretty I was pretty happy that I got to debut in uh, in a derby for Northampton against Leicester and see what that East Midlands derby is all about because and it um, yeah it didn't didn't disappoint and and, and it doesn't mm-hmm. just just a few quick ones first of all your prediction for the game Northampton by how many points thirteen plus. 13 plus yeah. very good very good and uh, from your time in England uh, any any players particularly caught your eye particularly impressed you uh, yeah definitely um, I mean I, I love I love some of the the guys um, you know Northampton with Tom Collins uh, he played in Australia for it didn't he he did he was there for a little stint yeah um, Ranwick boy yeah oh jeez Ranwick Mafia they're everywhere the, so Tom Collins, yeah, I'm uh, I'm a big big supporter of his. Uh, Lewis Ludlam as well, young back rower for Saints. Um, he's got a big future. So yeah, it's um, there's a lot of talent, and I'm um, yeah I'm keen to see keen to see Saints go well. Would would just re- repeat again the deal for Saturday because um, I'd encourage any fans Saints, Tigers, and uh, any fans in rugby anywhere to to come along to watch. At the moment, I think there's 35,000 plus tickets that have been sold, uh, expecting quite a lot more than that. So it's going to be one hell of an occasion. Um, uh, Three o'clock on Saturday, uh, please come to the game. It will be a great occasion. Details for the tickets. Tickets for the Derby at Twickenham Stadium in aid of Rob Horner on sale at northamptonsaints.co.uk slash buy tickets. So please do that. Rob, thanks so much for coming and talking to the Ruck. It's been brilliant to talk to you and you make a, a real impression on someone like myself when you tell your story because it's desperate and it's amazing to hear you talk about yourself and what you're going through like that. When, when you back off home after that? Uh, pretty well after, so looking at uh, Sunday, head off, so it's a quick, 
quick visit, um, see as many people as I can and, um, yeah, enjoy a big game. But, but now it's your game. You've got to come back for every East Midlands derby, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, well, listen, I hope you do. Thank you very much for appearing on The Ruck for this special edition. Uh, good luck in everything to you in the future. Thank you. Cheers.